Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed and grateful because today is going to be amazing. Amazing. I hope you are having a phenomenal day. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Hopefully you're moving forward. Hopefully you've laughed a little bit today. Maybe you've sweated uh, or sweat. I don't know. What, what's, the, what's the past tense for the word sweat? I have no idea. But I hope that you are pushing forward. I hope that you're contributing. I hope that you're growing. And I look forward to contributing to that growth today because we have an amazing, amazing conversation in store for you today. An amazing episode with the great Shelly Lefko. And uh, you are going to be expanding your mind today. You're going to be exploring the depths of your mindset today so that you can break free, so that you can break through some of those stories that perhaps are holding you back, right? And so that you can create not only a more fulfilling life, but you can also design your future to a greater capacity. You can step into a greater sense of abundance, so on and so forth. So I know that today is going to be mind-blowing. It's going to be mind-expanding because we're going to be talking about mindset, right? We're going to be talking about psychology. We're going to be talking about breaking through the stories that perhaps you've constructed to protect yourself in certain ways so that you can become that next version of yourself, right? So that you can give to more people, so that you can create more, so that you can live a better life at the end of the day. So are you ready to take it to another level? I know that I am, and I want to welcome you back to the show where we sit down for mind-expanding conversations with influential authorities in real estate as well as top experts in other industries and disciplines. And of course, today is a day where we dive in to an expert from another industry, another discipline, and Shelly Lefko. This is for leaders, entrepreneurs, real estate investors who have a burning desire for the extraordinary. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. Like, I have a burning desire for the extraordinary. And if that is you, then this is for you. It is our mission to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And guess what? That and beyond, that is such a more profound piece of what we're looking to create, what we're looking to distill because we distill the mindset, the habits, routines, systems, tools, strategies, and thinking tools, right? You know, the mindset, we talk about that mindset, that's what we're going to be diving in today and so much more from an individual like Shelly Lefko, who is not only elevating to a life without limits, who has elevated to a life without limits, but also provides the tools and the awareness for others to elevate to a life without limits, so that they can do the same, even more for themselves, for their families, for the people that they influence, for the people that they impact. And she is an amazing, amazing person. You're going to love this conversation. I'm telling you, this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through personal growth, through personal mastery, through inner, inner work, that inner work, real estate investing, other ventures, and most importantly, and ultimately in their lives. If you're enjoying Elevate, we invite you to subscribe. All you got to do is click a very, very quick button so that you can be notified of the next episode, right? We're coming out with two episodes every single week. Some weeks we even have three, believe it or not. Can you believe that? One of which will be from myself, Elevate Exclusive with Tyler. But subscribe to the show if you're really enjoying it. We will notify you of our new episodes immediately and automatically so that you can listen, so that you can learn, so you that you can grow so that you can lead so that you can create and elevate, right? Lead, create, elevate. That's our tagline. And if you enjoy that, if you enjoy our show, 
we invite you to subscribe, but also share this with a friend, share this with your network, post it on social media. All that we ask for you to do, if you're enjoying this show, each and every episode is to share it with someone new, whether it's your network, whether it's one person, whether it's a group text, you know, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, go out there and share this episode with a friend and pay it forward. What are you enjoying about this? What are you applying? What are you learning? What are your top three takeaways? Share those on social media or otherwise, that's the fee. If you've already done that one time, please do it again. Uh, that's really all we ask because this is 100% for free and we're giving this to you. So we ask you to pay it forward. Also, give us a rating, a review. It helps us very, very much. And it also is something that we really appreciate myself and our team. We read every single review and we are ever so grateful for the opportunity to receive that feedback from you. So if you get an opportunity, please just pause this episode or you can keep it playing and go and leave us a review immediately. It takes 15 seconds. So it's the least you can do. And uh, I hope that you enjoy this show. I hope that you enjoy all that we're giving you. And I want to invite, invite you as well to check out our Facebook community page, which is Elevate Podcast Community on Facebook. You can go deeper with the tribe and expand your network, expand your learning, right? Expand your conversation around the concepts that we're discussing, discussing, discussing. Uh, my goodness, hopefully, hopefully the tongue twistedness does not come out the rest of this episode, but we shall see. And uh, it's always a new adventure, right? Uh, also go check out elevatepod.com. It's where all the resources are, all the show notes, all the books, all the habits, all the tips, all the tricks, all the things that we talk about in the Elevate podcast are on elevatepod.com. And oh, by the way, I want to invite you if you want to go deeper, right? If you want to elevate your game, if you want to make more money, if you want to have more free time, more freedom, more freedom to choose, you know, the conditions of your life, more freedom to choose how you're spending your time, more freedom to choose where you are, who you're doing it with, you know, all of these amazing things. Go check out elevatecoachingacademy.com because we have a free masterclass for people like you who are ready to transform their life. Elevatecoachingacademy.com. It's Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy, where myself and Coach Trevor McGregor are literally coaching you live every single week for eight weeks. And we turn decades into days into this program. So I want to invite you to go check out elevatecoachingacademy.com, where we literally have a masterclass where you can go learn about everything that I just described. Elevate your game, make more money, you know, have more financial abundance, have more time abundance have more geographical freedom, have more freedom to create new relationships. Because by the way, this is a little bit of a mastermind in addition to a coaching opportunity, a coaching program where you get to join some of the highest performing coaches in the world. And yeah, I'm going to put myself in that boat because I'm telling you, I love coaching. It's like walking on clouds for me. I love this experience because not only have I seen it be transformational for myself, for my wife and our family, our future family, but it is absolutely transformational with the people that I work with. And, and no doubt about it, the people that Trevor McGregor works with, you know, he works with some of the, the top billionaires, millionaires, you know, fortune 500 CEOs, Olympic athletes across the world. So if you want to have an opportunity to be coached by coach Trevor McGregor and myself, as well as be immersed in a like-minded tribe of other, what I call gladiators of people who want to be the highest performers, whether they're real estate investors, whether they're doctors, attorneys, you know, leaders and organizations, salespeople, we invite you to go check this out because I'm telling you, the free workshop will not only change your life and add massive value, 
but you have an opportunity to go deeper with us in this program. So would love to see you there. Would love to meet you. Would love, love to have the opportunity to serve you. So go check that out, elevatecoachingacademy.com. With all of this said, I'm ready to dive in. I hope that you are with Shelly Lefko, who is the co-founder of the Lefko Institute, a San Francisco Bay Area firm whose mission is to significantly improve the quality of life on the planet by having people recreate their lives and live as the unlimited possibilities that they are. Shelly has had the privilege of helping thousands of clients worldwide rid themselves of a wide variety of problems, including phobias, relationships that never seem to work, violence, procrastination, unwillingness to confront people, health and wellness issues, and sexual dysfunction. Her clients have been able to eliminate emotional patterns such as fear, hostility, shyness, anxiety, depression, worry about what people think of them, and a negative sense of themselves. Her programs have reached over 150,000 people worldwide. Yes, I did not misread that, 150,000 people worldwide. Her work has been featured on The Today Show, Lisa, and many other media outlets, and now Elevate Podcasts, and we, we are so grateful to have the opportunity here. Shelly has starred in many of docu-series, many docu-series such as Transcendence 2 for Gaia, the Broken Brained docu-series with Dr. Mark Hyman, and Shelly is an international keynote speaker and workshop leader. Her new book, Self-Made, is the surprising solution to success, and we'll definitely want to dive into that. We'll definitely want to share the opportunity for you to dive into that. Her personal vision is to transform the way people parent. And she believes that if we raise a conscious generation of children, violence will end, people will treat each other with respect and dignity, dignity, and life on this planet will be better for everyone. So what an inspiring, you know, vision, personal vision, and what an amazing person to have the opportunity to really dive deep with the great, the powerful Shelly Lefko. Shelly, good morning. Good afternoon. How are you? Good morning. I'm wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And, um, you know, I've been excited about this conversation for a really long time and um, really looking forward to uh, diving in, you know, to you, to your story, to some of your expertise and how that can help people break through, right? Break through these stories that we all create, right? We all create stories to protect ourselves in different ways. So it's not like we have to beat ourselves up that the fact that we need to break through, but there's an opportunity for us to go to the next level, maybe in fulfillment and joyfulness and happiness, but also success. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation, Shelly. But before we really do that, I'd be curious if you could tell myself and the audience just a little bit more about yourself. Um, you know, really, who are you behind the bio, the public image and all the things that you've been able to do and impact 150,000 people? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, let's see. I live in California. Um, I am a mother of two gorgeous, wonderful girls. I have a little seven-year-old grandson who I am here in Hawaii visiting um, as we speak. Um, my passion uh, is helping people become free. And my deep passion is parenting. Um, I've been working with people for 30 years and um, I would love to see the next generation not have to deal with some of the things that we've had to deal with growing up. Um, so I would love to transform the way people parent on the planet 
before I leave. <laughs> I love that. And you know, it's so interesting too, because I feel like we live in the world of like, all right, let's treat the symptom, right? Let's treat the symptom rather than let's get to the root cause of the issue, which it really, maybe I'm reading it between the lines about you a bit, but it seems like you're just about, let's get to the cause here, right? And you think about like children and parenting, it's like, well, you know, a lot of the challenges that adults face is due to perhaps some, you know, experiences or traumatic experiences that they had as children, or maybe even not even fully traumatic, but little stories that we make up in our mind about fear that we've experienced, right? So I love that about you. Could you talk a little bit more about maybe how you are kind of that root cause type of person rather than treat the symptoms? Yeah. Um, and I love that. That was really well said that it doesn't have to be trauma. You know, I had, I was very, very blessed and I had a great childhood, Tyler. I mean, you know, my parents weren't perfect, but um, I was loved and adored and they meant well. And, um, you know, my mother did too much for me because she loved me so much. And that led to beliefs. And my dad, you know, wasn't educated in the world of parenting and, you know, said things that, you know, so I, I just want to appreciate that you said, you know, these beliefs don't necessarily come from trauma at all, uh, and they can. Um, I, I do believe that getting to um, the root and pulling it out um, is the answer. I am a results girl. I'm not, you know, being spiritual and meditating and transcending and turning your body into white light and reaching higher states of consciousness is gorgeous. And everybody who wants to do that should do that. Um, when it comes to being who you are, living and walking this journey on this earth, in this body, um, I do believe that our beliefs are like roadblocks, barriers, and they just keep us from moving forward. And when you remove them, and I, I really love your metaphor of pulling them out by the roots, um, permanently. Um, people talk about, you know, I'm going to uh, fix your beliefs or change it, but whatever words they use, I use the word eliminate very intentionally because we eliminate. And I, I just want to back up a, a minute. So when I say, so the premise of our work is that it's your beliefs about yourself and life, most of which are unconscious. You don't even know that you have them, but they determine your behavior, your emotions, and ultimately your reality. So if you believe life is hard, guess what? <laughs> You're gonna definitely have a hard life. Um, and I wanna be very clear what I mean when I say a belief, because people tend to um, very, very often, people who are in, the, in this business um, uh, confuse beliefs and patterns. So a belief is a statement about reality that you believe is the truth. So it's like being pregnant. You either is or you ain't. It's a belief that this is the truth. A pattern is something observable that you want to change. Procrastination, anxiety, um, uh, inability to stand up for yourself, not being able to create healthy relationships, money issues. Uh, I know we're talking to real estate people. Um, if you have beliefs about money, money is scarce and hard to get, or uh, you have to hold on to money for a rainy day. That was one of my beliefs from my dad. Um, if you believe 
mistakes and failures are bad, or if I make a mistake or fail, I'm going to be rejected. Um, if you believe uh, calling people, and we'll get, I'm sure we'll get more into this, um, that if you're calling people, you know, if you had a mother who said, don't bother people, you know, don't annoy people, you want, you know, cold calls are not going to be your favorite thing to do. So the, so, so patterns are, I'm afraid to make cold calls or um, I'm um, reticent to uh, conflict, you know? So, so whatever behavior or emotional pattern you want to change, those are patterns. So that's the difference between a pattern and a belief. And so we've got to start with and the beliefs. Pull them out, but... Right. We've got to start with the beliefs. You start with the pattern. Oh, you start, you start with, with, the, with pattern. the pattern. Interesting. Okay. You start with the pattern because you want to know nobody cares about eliminating beliefs. I don't care. If, so I eliminate a belief. So what? I want to eliminate a pattern. I want to be able to make calls to find people to sell houses to. Um, another, another area in this um, world of real estate is relationship. So if, if you believe people will hurt me or um, I'm not good enough or I'm not important or it's not okay to, you know, talk to strangers or be friendly or whatever your beliefs are. The most important thing, I think in most, if not all um, fields are relationship. So when you meet realtors, anybody could sell a house or buy a house or, you know, if you know what you're doing and you're good at it, that's wonderful. But if you connect with that person, if you say, I'm, you know, I want to find you the most gorgeous home or, you know, I want to um, invest in, you know, your property because it sang to me. But if you create relationship, you are way more likely to get the business. Um, and if you have beliefs in the way, it's going to be very hard. So we always start with a pattern. What do you want to change? And then I will say, what do you believe that has you do this, not do this, feel this, not feel this, like that. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital. And you know how much I love real estate and how it can be a vehicle towards creating any outcome that you want in your life, which is really why we created CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety for our investors, for our partners, and for the people that we serve. Our team leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors like you with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. Our philosophy is that we can elevate communities together through this process. And I want to invite you to go check out cfcapllc.com because we have a free ebook that's called the bottom line, the 10 ways to increase cash flow in an apartment complex. And I want to tell you that this is a value packed ebook. So I want to want to invite you to go check that out right now at cfcapllc.com. I think you're going to get a ton of value just from reading this, whether you apply it to your own business, or whether you educate yourself further on what it would look like if you invested with CF Capital. So go check that out at cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. 
and enjoy the rest of the show. So that's really interesting. And it's a it's a really great insight for myself, um, because I would have expected it to have been opposite. And I really appreciate that insight. So when you think about let's think about the the example that you brought up of, you know, we need to hold on to some money for a rainy day, right? The whole theory and the thought process behind scarcity around money or finances. And so let's talk about that one. So if we were to really dive into this right now and say, all right, if we're going to work on a pattern, to then perhaps construct a new, more empowering belief system around money, what would you, how would you attack that issue? So first of all, I wanna clear something up. Um, uh, I don't know where this idea of belief system came from, and I don't know what a belief system is. And I don't know what people mean when they say it. I think they say it because it just is, become part of the um, uh, vocabulary, but it's a belief, not, you know, there's not, it's not a system of beliefs, it's a belief. And sometimes underlying any particular pattern, and let's talk about money, um, are beliefs. So um, many of you listening might have gone to Catholic school. And I went out with um, a friend last night and um, her son just started Catholic school and she went to Catholic school and we were actually having this discussion. And there are beliefs that get formed, um, like possibly it's selfish to have money or money corrupts people. Or So let's assume you have a pattern of being um, fearful about spending money or overspending money. Um, you know, buying properties and, and maxing yourself out um, and, and suddenly you find yourself in debt with all these properties and you're cash poor. And these are all, everything I talk about is from my practice of 30 years of working with people. So, um, so some of the beliefs, let's assume you hold on to money and let's assume you had parents who came from the depression and you had a dad like mine who used to say, you got to save for a rainy day, got to save for a rainy day. And he would, the bills would come in and he would scream about the phone bill. We knew it was the 15th of every month because dad would walk in and go, I'm ripping the phone out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate to tell you, Tyler, in those days, the phone bill was $15 a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah, so, um, uh, my dad was very poor as a kid. And, you know, so we, I'm going to back up again. So we come into this world as little balls of consciousness. And we don't know anything about ourselves, life, people, money. And depending on our little environment, we conclude things based on what we see when we get here. So if you are, uh, you know, Richard Branson's kid or uh, Mark Zuckerberg's kid or Steve Jobs' kid or Jeff Bezos' kid, it's unlikely that you're going to have negative beliefs about money, at least the, the lack of it. So I had some money beliefs and um, uh, my husband's dad was, was very wealthy and very, 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 very cheap. And he abandoned him because he didn't want to support him. And so my husband had a lot of beliefs about um, uh, money 
makes people cruel and evil and money causes suffering and pain. And, um, and the way it manifested in his life is things that were supposed to turn out either didn't or they did. He would make a lot of money and then he would find some way to get rid of it. Um, he did not want to be like his father. He donated to everything and everybody because he didn't want to be cheap like his father. So his his beliefs were, and, and the interesting thing about money, money is you can call it green energy. It's paper. It has zero power. It's just paper. It doesn't corrupt. It doesn't make people evil. It's, it, it isn't easy to get or scarce to get. It, it's just paper um, or energy. And these beliefs stay with us. And I'll, I'll give you a pattern and beliefs in a minute. But they stay with us for a very specific reason. People always say to me, but I have evidence that that's not true. And I say, yes, that's true. I've worked with five Harvard PhDs who had the belief I'm stupid. Wow. That'll blow your mind right there, huh? And, and when I said to one of them, how'd you get through Harvard? He said, I conned my way through Harvard. <laughs> and he actually believed that. And here's why. If you see your parents struggling and complaining about the, I can't pay the bills and where is this money going to come from? And we can't afford this and we can't afford that. It actually feels like you're seeing money is scarce and hard to get, or life is hard, or life is struggle and effort about money. Hmm. All of our beliefs stay with us. And when I say to clients, I have clients, Tyler, in every country. I have a client in Syria. I mean, it blew my thunder. <laughs> wow. I mean, Zoom is <laughs> it's amazing. Um, Australia, New Zealand. And I have clients from every walk of life. And when I say to them, doesn't it seem like you saw your belief in the world? They, every single person says, yes, I did see it. Yesterday, I worked with a man who... Actually, uh, um, well, he's more in, in finance and investing. And um, his pattern was that he just couldn't find joy. So he would go, he would make a lot of money, he would do well, but there was just no joy and it was a lot of dissatisfaction. Same thing in relationships. And when um, I said, well, what, what do you believe? And he said, I don't know. And I said, okay, and sometimes I work backwards every once in a while. And I said, well, tell me about your childhood. And he said, oh, my parents were perfectionists. That's it. I'm good. Wow. And if he got an A, he should have gotten an A+. Plus. If he, he, he told me that he got a perfect score on the SATs, um, it's a test in college if anybody's from a foreign country, <laughs> um, a high school test to get into college. And he got perfect on the math. And his parents said, well, why didn't you get perfect on the science? Oh my gosh. Yep. So, so, so you know what the belief was? It's never good enough, right? That's I'm right. not good enough. It's I'm not good enough, which yep. is the most common belief in the world. 
but no matter what I do, it will never be good enough. Mm -hmm. So there's no joy because there's never satisfaction in what you do. So how do you, when, when that type of, if that's the most common belief in the world and you see it all the time, right? Once you, once you see this, you can never unsee it, right? You can see it in the conversations that other people have with you. You can see it in the decisions that other people make. And if we're, you know, if we have a desire to help other people, we start to see that. And we see that within ourselves too, right? We start to notice this. So how do you, how do you interrupt that pattern and how do you change course? I mean, what's the, what's the approach that you would take in that circumstance? I'll tell you what. Every once in a while, I, I, I can do it with your listeners um, because I've never had a client who didn't have the belief, I'm not good enough, if you would be willing to go through it. Because every time I do this with a podcast, I did it with, um, oh, what was the name of that? Uh, it's another money one. Um, it's a big one. I can't remember. And he did it with me. And... It's the Shark Tank people. Um, oh, okay. Sharkpreneur. Yeah. Sharkpreneur. And I did it with him. And he was, but he did it on a belief from childhood that was very interesting um, uh, that he was willing to talk about. So, um, the, because I can't talk about what I do, it's not powerful. Yeah. And my, my least favorite question on a podcast is, how do you do this? <laughs> Unless I go through the process, I say, well, we have a process that does it you know? <laughs> because talking about it isn't powerful. Well, people like references, right? They it like, is, but it takes a, you know. Yeah. No, they like experiences and they like to be able to see, well, what, what would be the process for me? So if it makes sense for us to spend, you know, a few minutes to go through that experience myself, I'm more than happy to do it. As long as it serves the listeners, it serves yeah. you and all of that. And I've got a few other yeah. amazing things I'd love to discuss with you. So let's do it. What do you think? Uh, it's it's not a few minutes. It's it's a good fifteen to twenty, probably. Let's go through it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's play full oh, out. I'm I'm ready okay. to rock and roll. Okay. So everybody say out loud, "I'm not good enough." I'm not good enough. I'll say it for the crowd, and everybody can say it who's listening as well. So say it and don't speak. Okay, make sure you say it out loud. If there was any, so now say I'm a monkey. I'm a monkey. Good. Now, I'm a monkey. How did that feel? From So I'll ask you, Tyler, how did it feel? It felt silly, right? It felt goofy. Silly. Perfect. And when you said I'm not good enough, how did that feel? It felt, you know, didn't feel good, right? It didn't feel great at all. Yeah, perfect. Now, the first way that you know you have a belief is it doesn't feel good when you say it. Because hmm. I'm not good enough is just words. And when you said I'm, I'm a monkey, that had no feeling. So the first way you know you have a belief is it doesn't feel good when you say it. If for any reason anybody doesn't think you have it, I'll ask you this question. What makes you good enough? Hmm. Are you asking me that or no, is that? No. Okay. And if you said anything other than nothing, I just am, you have the belief I'm not good enough. Because if you need to achieve something, take care of people, uh, have people think well of you, um, uh, 
please people in order to be good enough, you can't believe that you're inherently good enough. And as I said, I've rarely met anyone who didn't have this belief. Um, if you want, you can work on, I'm not important, which is the second most common belief. And if you could say, I'm not important out loud, you can do that one. Um, but when I say I'm not good enough, just substitute your belief. You can do money is scarce and hard to get. You know, you can do whatever you want. But I'm going to take you through I'm not good enough. Okay, ready? Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, so you weren't born with that belief. Where do you think that belief came from? Now, everybody answered that question. And it is the first six years of your life, first eight years. Now, you don't have to remember the first eight years, but it comes from your parents. Okay. Now you could say, oh no, but it was school. You want to do that? That's fine. But I tell you, mostly it comes from parents. And again, this is not to make your parents wrong. This is not to say they didn't love you. Or they were bad parents. Parents don't have, well, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> um, so everybody write down or think about where that belief came from and you okay. can tell me got it no it's interesting i mean if you really reflect back it's like almost got you have it. to dig deep you have to dig deep and you think about the first six to eight years of your life it's like well where did that come from you know maybe it was their own beliefs right maybe their own beliefs that they're projecting on someone ah, else. no no that's not what no. i'm asking that's not what i'm asking you no okay. no 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 okay what i'm asking you is where did the belief not yet i'll ask you that in a minute but not now. Where did the belief I'm not good enough come from? I don't know. I don't, I honestly don't think that I have that belief um, personally. So maybe it's not a great example, but because I'm, I'm having a challenge of coming up with a, a specific yeah. as to where that would have come from. Okay. So nine out of, 99 out of 100 times, parents criticize children. What's wrong with you? Why can't you do it right? They yell, they criticize, they get angry, they get annoyed, they get disappointed. Would it make sense? Would it make sense that you would conclude I'm not good enough if a child comes into this world and doesn't know if he's good enough or not good enough? Yeah, I does think that so. Make sense? Yeah, it does. Good. So I've never, I've never met a perfect parent. Sure. Ever. Okay. So is there a belief? Let me just take them through it without you doing it. Because <laughs> otherwise it's going to get complicated. So we're going to play a game. If everybody, if everybody has a source of where that belief came from. Okay. So parents mean well. They you, And it could be school. You weren't doing well in school. And they... Said, why can't you do better? Why can't you try your best? Like that. Okay. So everybody okay. come up with some source of where that belief comes from. And you can pick any belief you want to work on. And the, so, the, the examples are I'm not good enough or I'm not important. What are the other? So beliefs? I'm not important comes from lack of attention. Okay. Um, if parents worked a lot, you might conclude I'm not important if one of your parents traveled and was never around. Uh, dad wasn't around a lot when you were a kid. You can conclude I'm not important. Um, parents just didn't pay attention. They were distracted. 
So that's where I'm not important comes from. Um, uh, if you got yelled at when you made a mistake, you will conclude mistakes and failures are bad. Mm. So now we're going to ask another question. It made sense to conclude what you concluded. I'm not good enough. I'm not important, whatever you're working on. What's another interpretation? What else would explain the fact that your parents criticized you or you didn't do well in school or you they were busy other than you're not good enough or not important? I would think that my parents want the best for me. Therefore, they are pushing me to continue to improve or you know, the opposite of the, I'm not important is I'm so important that my parents are working hard to provide for my needs, right? Brilliant. Brilliant. Both of those are interpretations. Another one is they didn't have parenting skills. They didn't know how to make you feel important. They didn't know how to make you feel good enough. They didn't know how to say learning opportunity when you made a mistake. So they yelled at you because they were upset or annoyed or impatient. Now, even if you weren't good enough for your parents, even if you weren't important to your parents, that doesn't mean you're not good enough or not important because you would have been good enough or important to me if you were my kid. Now that's silly. Very few people are actually not important to their parents. Parents, the thing about I'm not important is because most people have the belief I'm not important. And if I had time with you, by the way, I would get you to see that you had the belief. <laughs> Thank you. you yeah, but um, but because parents don't feel important themselves, it doesn't occur to them that their presence is important to another human being. Mm. So one interpretation is they didn't pay attention because they didn't know that it was important. I work with a lot of workaholics who cry when they realize that they have the belief I'm not important, and that's why they weren't present in their kids' lives. Wow. So, yeah. So here's the deal. If there are other valid interpretations, is what you said, I'm not good enough or I'm not important, is that the truth or simply one valid interpretation? Yeah, perhaps it's just one valid interpretation or maybe even invalid interpretation, right? No, it's always va it's valid in that it's it makes sense of what we see. Okay. It, it's an interpretation. Got it. Okay. Now, here's the here's the most important part. Doesn't it seem like as a child you saw I'm not good enough or I'm not important or whatever belief you're working on? Doesn't it seem like you could see that, like it's out in the world to be seen? Yeah, you could reflect back and say, I understand. You maybe have a little bit of empathy on the development of that belief, perhaps, is no, what no, you're saying? No, 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 no not at all. <laughs> I'm so, failing oh, here, man. I'm not enough. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's okay. So imagine you think somebody doesn't like you. And they walk past you and they don't say hello. Wouldn't you say... See, I told you they don't like me. <laughs> right. See, I told you, you can't see they don't like me. But it feels like you just saw that. They don't like me. No, you saw them not say hello. You can't see they don't like me. So doesn't it seem like you saw I'm not good enough or I'm not important? Like you sure. point to it. Good. Sure. 
did you ever see I'm not good enough? I'm not important. Now look, you see this? Yep. <laughs> it has a color, shape, <laughs> and location, right? Anything you could see has a color, shape, and location. Did you ever see I'm not good enough or I'm not important? No. No. Now ask yourself this question. What did you see? Hmm. And the answer is I saw one or two people criticizing me. I saw the absence of my parent. My dad wasn't home. My mom was busy. Uh, she had six kids. I wasn't getting attention. Uh, I could see them being disappointed in my report card or you can see their behavior, their facial expressions. You could see failing in school, but you can't see I'm not good enough. Got it. So if it wasn't out there to be seen, where was it? It was in your mind. Awesome. You made that up. Now, last piece. And this is the hardest thing to do online, but I'm going to do it. What does it mean that that happened? What does it mean that you were criticized as a kid or you failed in school or your parents were never around? Now, before you answer, don't answer. So where does all meaning come from? If, if you're in a room and somebody you know comes in and doesn't speak to you, what might you automatically think? They don't like me. They're not perfect. interested That's in perfect. me, whatever. Yeah. Perfect. That's meaning. Mm -hmm. Where did that meaning just come from? From the ether. I don't know. The thin air, you know, our own background, perhaps, maybe our own perceptions. You tell me. Nope. You're <laughs> watching on YouTube. She's just shaming me left and right. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, see, but here's a great, here's a great example this of what good. we're about to do. You're doing something you never did before in your entire life. Mm -hmm. And because you don't know the answer, you think I'm not doing well. This is shame. You're making up all kinds of stuff about it. This is how our beliefs impact us. I love this. Now, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Now watch. This is mistakes and failures are bad. Or what makes me good enough is knowing things. Mm -hmm. or if I, this comes from school. If I don't know something, I'm stupid. That's we insane in today's world, right? So here's the deal. All meaning comes from your mind. If meaning comes from your mind, do events have inherent meaning? I suppose not. No, there's no event. Nothing can happen on the planet that has meaning. That's not to say it's no big deal. It doesn't matter. I don't care. The, the extreme example is my husband died. I, it was, I would give my organs to have him back. I miss him every day. But the fact that he died doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean I'll never be happy again or I'll never love again or I'm going to starve to death or 
we don't know anything for sure because something happens, right? If you don't sell a house in six months, that doesn't mean that you'll never sell a house. You could sell a house the next day and then sell 10 in a row. So events have no meaning. We don't know anything for sure because something happens. People say, well, what about getting married? If you get married, that doesn't mean you're going to live happily ever after. 9-11 doesn't mean all terrorists are Muslims or Muslims are bad or events have no meaning. Now, doesn't it seem like your parents' behavior made you feel not good enough or not important? Sure. Can events that have no meaning make you feel anything? Yes. If, if you're walking down the street and a man walks past you and it has no meaning, what are you going to feel? Are you going to, are you asking me what I'm going to feel? If it has know, no meaning. If it has no meaning, then you shouldn't feel anything, right? Not shouldn't. Would you? Well, a man walks past you, it has no meaning. What are you going to feel? No feeling. No, no feeling. Right. No, no, no feeling. No meaning, okay. no feeling. Okay. If you get the meaning, he's dangerous. What are you going to feel? Then you start to feel like you need to protect yourself. Fear. Right. Fear. Yeah. Good. If you if you give it the meaning, he'll protect me. What are you going to feel? Safety. Good. If your spouse comes home and doesn't kiss you hello, and it has no meaning, they never kiss you hello when they come in, they kiss you hello later. What are you going to feel? No feeling. No feeling. If you give it the meaning, he doesn't love me anymore, you'll feel bad. If you give it the meaning, he must have had a hard day, you'll feel compassion. So can events that have no meaning make you feel anything? No. No, cannot. So what made you feel not good enough or not important? What produced that feeling? The belief that the event had meaning, right? Well, the meaning you gave the event. Okay, got it, got it. Now, the meaning comes from your beliefs, which is why we want to get rid of our beliefs. But the feeling comes from the meaning. Got now, it. everybody close your eyes and imagine Auntie Shelley is there and we have this conversation and you say, oh, my parents have unrealistic expectations. I'm good enough. My parents have unrealistic expectations. Or my parents are working so hard because I am important and they don't know that I need their attention. Give the events different meanings. And as you do that, do you still feel not good enough? Or I would not? imagine it's a process, right? No. No. The feeling goes away in one second. Interesting. Okay. In fact, we have a course, a 10-week course, where we teach people how to do this and master it. But anytime you have a negative emotion, if you get, ask yourself what meaning you gave the event, come up with one other meaning, and then get that the event has no inherent meaning, I guarantee you the feeling will go away in a nanosecond. I love that. It's almost like a process, the process of unlearning, like you talk exactly. about. Yeah. That's the so lasting change, right? Yes. So everybody take a deep breath. Say the belief that you worked on out loud. Does it feel the same or different? Now, if you get that you never saw your belief in the world, it will go away. 
Now, the process, no meaning, you can do 10 times, 20 times, 100 times a day. Once you get rid of a belief, you won't give that event meaning anymore. You won't have to do anything. That's so powerful. Shelly, thank you so much for going through that exercise with me. Even though it was a bit uncomfortable, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm making a mistake, right? Maybe we un uncovered the belief that I need to work on, right? That's exactly. a great one. Yes, Perfect. Yeah. that's so good. And, and one because, thing, and because of the belief that you had, the meaning you, whatever mistakes and failures are bad, or I'm not good enough, or whatever belief you have, made you give the meaning. Oh, I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm shaming. I'm, I'm not doing it right. As opposed to all that happened was you didn't know the answer to a question that has right. no meaning. You could so be good. a genius. You could be president of the United States and not know an answer. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a brief time out from the show, this incredibly mind expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers, the high performers. I wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond. First of all, I hear you and I see you. When I got started as a real estate entrepreneur, fresh out of my W2 corporate job, I was excited and jubilant to create and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high-performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high-performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. If you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you. Because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come, first serve, and demand high-touch, one-to-one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered limitless and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, not working, and how we can work together to accelerate your future. With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. So we're, we're suggesting now that the president of the United States is genius. I love that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love, I love this conversation, <laughs> Shelly. Shelly, I'm telling you, you know, one of the things that you are, you know, so such a, an expert at, and obviously what we just did, you're talking about fear, right? We're talking about fear of, you know, maybe beliefs that we have. But also one thing I'm really interested to just kind of dive into fairly quickly here is, you know, the fear of public speaking. Why are so many people so fearful of public speaking more than even death? It's like the number one fear 
in the world is public speaking in so many ways. So could you give us any insights in terms of how you okay, help people would, break through? Perfect. Public speaking is the only pattern that has the same beliefs for every single person, which is why it was a niche for us. Here are the beliefs. You ready? I'm not good enough. I'm not important. Mistakes and failures are bad. If I make a mistake or fail, I'll be rejected. What makes me good enough is having other people think well of me. Uh, what I have to say is not important. People aren't interested in what I have to say. I'm inadequate sometimes. And then we do a different process. We do fear associated with being criticized and judged, fear associated with not living up to an expectation, and fear associated with rejection. That is what underlies fear of public speaking. We have a guarantee. We we used to, we don't do this niche anymore because I got so bored. I was ready to kill myself <laughs> because it's so easy. Um, four sessions, we get rid of fear of public speaking because once you get rid of the beliefs, nobody is afraid to speak to people. Okay. Now, fear is always, always a real or imagined threat to your survival. Anger is powerlessness. Okay. So if you if you if you have anger issues, there's a lot of there's powerlessness underneath that. There are beliefs about that. But fear of public speaking, I, I spoke in front of 600 people in in uh, Croatia. And um, when I came back, I, they sent me some comments. And um, somebody said, Oh, it was amazing. She was wonderful. Bring her back. And there was another great comment and another one. And then somebody said, boring. Now, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not boring. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I don't oh, he was bored. Okay. <laughs> but I took that away. But somebody uh, said something. Uh, I knew all of, I knew this already. You know, she didn't know her audience. And what I do now is instead of saying, oh, God, somebody didn't think well of me because the belief that ran my life was what makes me good enough is having other people think well of me. And when I got rid of that belief, not I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm clear about that. You know, I have clients, I when I work with people, I'm a results girl, so I'm gonna take you through this. Some people like to be, you know, very soft and no, don't push me and don't, that's not my, you know, my people. Now that doesn't mean I'm not loving and kind and caring, I make people feel safe but I'm not going to molly coddle you and, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm not everybody's cup of tea. So it doesn't mean anything about me anymore because I got rid of that belief. So when I speak in front of people, they're going to like it. They're not going to like it. And it's not that it isn't that I don't care, Tyler. It's, it doesn't define me anymore. Mm. It doesn't mean. So if enough people give me, a comment, if enough people said I was boring, I would spice up my talks. You know, if enough people said you do something that I don't like, I'd fix it. So it's not that I'm not open, I'm very open. But I don't worry anymore that somebody's not going to think well of me. That's the freedom. That's so powerful. And, you know, it reminds me of the Wayne Dyer quote when he said, when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change as well, right? The perspective shift. It's so powerful. And the other thing too, is that, you know, an enemy that hides is much more powerful than one that's in plain sight, 
right? And so now that we have the awareness of perhaps some of these beliefs mm -hmm. that are underlying some of the emotions, which then lead to some of our thoughts and actions, which then lead to some of our results, which perhaps perpetuate whatever we were feeling, it's powerful yeah. to say, well, wait a minute, I have the opportunity to, to change the meaning that I'm giving this circumstance, right? Or remove it. Yeah, but, but yeah, you're conflating two things, which is why Rodney, the person who works for me always tells me, don't talk about meaning on the air because then they can, it's confusing. So meaning is formed in the moment. Mm. Beliefs are formed in the past. Meaning comes from your beliefs. Get rid of your beliefs, you'll stop giving giving meaning, right? Now, everyone listening can go to recreateyourlife.com and there are three most common beliefs there and you can eliminate a belief for free and see what it's like. And there's a we have a program called Natural Confidence, which has 19 of the most common self-esteem beliefs, including mistakes and failures are bad. If I make a mistake, I'll be rejected. What makes me good enough is having other people think well of me. And it's reasonably priced because we want desperately to get this work out because it frees people like nothing. So recreateyourlife.com. Yeah, we'll put that link in the show notes. And Shelly, this is so fun. This is such a great conversation. It's so important for you know leaders, real estate entrepreneurs, you know, investors, if you think about it, because we have these feelings, right, we don't want to suffer. And ultimately, we're looking for outcomes, right at the at the core, you know, of what everyone does professionally, it's thinking about well, what's the conditions of our life that we want to create. And, you know, we've got to start here. And I think it's so important to really start at that root cause. So Shelly, I've really, really enjoyed our conversation. I want to transition into what I call the rapid fire rare air questionnaire. And this is all about being uncommon, right? It's about being willing to go through a little bit of a discomfort, you know, conversation to really dive into what what's really the cause behind, you know, my beliefs or my feelings or my emotions. And so I'd love to ask you just a few questions um, yourself. If you've, um, if you'd point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read over the years, you know, what would those be and why? Success built to last. Okay, success. Success, success built to last. Favorites, yeah. Success built to last by Stuart Emery. Yeah, and uh, Porus, uh, um, he wrote "Built to Last." So, Shelley, what's the uh, what's the number one top way that you elevate your life on a daily basis outside of what we've already talked about today? Gratitude. Um, anytime I um, driving home yesterday and listening to the Golden something happened, I remember, and I started to get upset. And I, I just, I said, I am in Hawaii. I'm in a place where there's almost no, very little COVID uh, with my family. And I, I am so grateful for these opportunities to be with amazing people that I have. I'm grateful for the work that I do, that I can make a difference in people's lives. I'm grateful to be, I wasn't held or touched for nine months. Um, which was excruciating for me. And I'm so grateful that I'm in an environment where I can get hugged. Um, so dropping into gratitude for me shifts my worldview in a, in a second. No, oh, that's powerful. And flooding yourself with that gratitude. I love that. Such and, a... not, and, and dissolving meaning. I mean, mm. that changes the quality of my life every day. Dissolving meaning. Yeah. And this is, yeah. it's so powerful. I mean, your expertise is amazing. 
And what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you, Shelly? Love. I love people and I give them love. Um, I, I let people know that they're important to me, that they matter. Um, I look for positive in them to um, illuminate and acknowledge. But mostly I love people. I hug them. I love them. I love my clients. Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I've loved this conversation. And I know that it's going to be extremely powerful for so many of the people that have the opportunity to listen. So thank you so much for giving us the gift. I am deeply grateful for it. Uh, are there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you share with Elevate Nation today? Uh, just because your beliefs are unconscious and you don't know you have them, they are running your life. And when you get rid of them, um, there's a freedom. And I don't know, you know, how many of you, this is obviously I went through the process very quickly. This is a group exercise. You're not getting the one-on-one -on -one that you get when you either buy the course or, or work with me. But get rid of your beliefs. Don't wait. You will experience freedom and possibility that you didn't know was possible. And dissolve meaning. You know, I have gone through some terrible things and, you know, things happen. I was on a podcast that, that I thought was going to produce amazing results. Um, and it was it just happened, but it didn't do what I thought it was going to do right away. And I, I was like, I was shocked. I mean, I've gotten four months advanced booking from one podcast that wasn't nearly as big as this. Um, and I started to, and I said, well, what meaning does it have? What meaning are you giving it? And I said that it was a flop, that it's not going to produce anything. And what else could it mean? It could mean that it's going to open up a door that you have no idea even exists, that one person might hear it, that it's going to change your life. So the fact that, you know, it didn't produce the result you thought it did the first day doesn't mean anything. I don't know what's going to happen over time. I have zero and the all that disappointment left me. Mm. So if you use that and you do it very simply, here's the event, here's the meaning, the meanings in my mind, it's not in the event. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's so applicable and you can dissolve meaning at any moment, right? At yes. any moment. And it's through yes. a decision. And if you don't get rid of your belief, yeah. And if you don't get rid of your beliefs, you have to do that a lot. <laughs> so right. It's just easier to get rid of the suckers. Let's create yeah. the patterns, right? The habits of get rid of, getting rid of our meanings, right? That's amazing. That's amazing. And uh, my goodness, Shelly, I've really, really appreciated our, our conversation today. And I know the listeners have gotten so much value from this. I would encourage the listeners, of course, if you've been taking notes, like what are the top three distinctions, the top three takeaways that you can go ahead and apply immediately to your own patterns, to your own beliefs, to your own meanings. And um, Shelly, I know that uh, the listeners will have the opportunity to learn more about you through leftcoinstitute.com. Uh, and of course, we'll put that link in the show notes in addition to where they can find you on social media and online and all these different things. But is there any other, you know, parting uh, pieces of information that we need to leave with the, with the listeners today? No, I wasn't prepared to do the process. And I had all these stories about real estate because I have clients who've, you know, been in real estate or investors and, you know, two partners who, you know, were fighting over this investment and they got rid of, I worked with them both and they got rid of beliefs and they came to terms and, you know, so 
anyway, I'm, I wish we had more time for more stories. But other than that, it was a joy being with you. No, my pleasure. Um, all It's all my pleasure. And really, um, you know, maybe we'll do part two. And maybe we'll go through another exercise. And you can give us some more reference points of, you know, what is actually possible beyond the beliefs and the meanings that we have. Uh, so thank you so much. And um, is there any other place I know we're going to have a eliminate a belief for free, we'll put the link in the show notes as well. And, um, you know, with all that said, I want to encourage the listener to re listen to the show. I know I'm going to do it myself. And, you know, take some notes and really pause when you need to pause, close your eyes and really think about, you know, what type of beliefs or meanings have I attached to certain circumstances or certain events? And what does that mean for me? And how can I really change that? And how can I really transform through this process? So this is absolutely powerful information. But guess what information is only potential power. It's all about how do you apply that in your own life? How do you share that with other people? And how do you impact the world around you as a result? So I want to encourage you to not only elevate yourself, elevate others around you and Shelly until next time, I really, really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks, sweetie. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Elevate Nation. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.